Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Our Father, our God, our Creator, and our Maker, we thank you, Master, for this opportunity to come and worship you. We thank you, Master, if it be thy will, that you bless the sick children and Marie family. Father God, we ask you to bless our teacher, bless our students, bless all of us as we gain a thought from this lesson on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask it all. Amen. Thank God. All right, Deacon Wade. These lessons have been dealing with Jacob and Esau. And Jacob has fled uh, Esau in previous lessons and spent a number of years with, with Laman, his uncle. And now it's time that uh, he's going to come home. So he takes his four wives and 11 children, his servant in his possession with him, and he rises up at night to return to the land of his birth. His desire was to make peace with his brother Esau. When he heard that Esau was coming with 400 men, uh, Jacob feared that Esau was coming to kill him because of what he'd done to Esau because he stole his birthright and uh, he stole his blessing. And so Jacob must separate himself from his family, servants, and possessions. Uh, and he sends a gift to Esau. Uh, the gift was an attempt on Jacob's part to uh, find some kind of peace with Esau. But while Jacob was left alone from his family, servants, and possessions that night, he encountered and wrestled with uh uh, with the Lord until the dawn of the day. Uh, depending on what theologian you listen to, as many think it was the Lord Jesus Christ that he wrestled with. But uh, he, he wrestled with a godly. It was either the father or the son. But uh, most theologians believe it was the son. Uh uh, many believe it was uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in the form of man. And Jacob was, uh, in doing this encounter, you find out that through the, this battle, uh, when Jacob realized that uh, all these things that he's been trying to do on uh, his entire life was stuff that he was trying to do himself. And if he was really going to be the man that God wanted him to be, he had to learn how to lean and depend on uh, the, on God. So this lesson goes through that form of, uh, transformation where uh, Jacob becomes Israel, and it's a it's a it's a fight as if we are with all of us that we try to become what God has 
and uh, envision us to be or God and wants us to be when we come to and, and accept on his terms instead of on our terms. And so Jacob now is going to be called Israel because he's a changed man. He put away some of those tricks and things that he did in the past. And he's going to uh, lean and let God handle his life. Verse 22 says, and he arose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and 11 sons and passed over to Fort Jebo. Uh, so Jacob gets up in the middle of the night and he arose up that night. His plan was to leave uh, his uncle Laman uh, in Haram of, the, of Mesopotamia. Uh, that night speaks of the night uh, that Jacob went and sent gifts uh, for his servant to return to, to the news about his brother and the encounter with Esau. Uh, Jacob had divided his, his, his company into two separate groups of, as a strategy. And what he was trying to do was... Uh, if, if Esau actually came and attacked him with his 400 men, uh, uh, smart, the first group would be attacked, but he said a second group uh, had the possibility to escape. So he had had a plan to try to deal with Esau. Jacob was scared of Esau because Esau was a great warrior, and, and, and Jacob was not a warrior. Jacob had been most of his, his time uh, as more of a, a family man and, and a farmer than, than as a uh, warrior. But Esau was a warrior. He's, he was good at bow and arrows and, and such. And he took his two wives and his two women servants and 11 sons and passed over to Fort Jabbok. Jacob's uh, two wives was Leah and Rachel, who was his sister, the daughter of Laman and the uncle of Jacob. Jacob's two wind servants was Bella and Zappah. Um, they were the maids of Leah and Rachel. And Jacob at that time had uh, 11 sons because Benjamin had not been born at that time. And so the four wives of Jacob had given birth to these 11 sons. And he took them and sent them over the brook and, and sent over that he had. Uh, Jacob moved all his family, his servants, and his goods across the brook. But he himself remained on the side, on the other side of the brook. This strategy shows us that Jacob has a caring heart and sympathetic soul and, and a will to place himself in danger to, to protect others and his possessions. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent all that he had. As much as Jacob wanted to become reconciled with Esau, he realized that only time would tell if, if his desire would prove fruitful. But God had already said to Jacob that he would be with him and that he was going to bring him back into his own country and family. So he had that promise from God that it was going to happen. But, you know, uh, uh, sometimes we, we get impatient 
So Jacob feared that Esau was coming to revenge him for the wrong that he had done to Esau. So Jacob's faith in the promise of God was not that strong. We waver back and forth in our faith. So it's not easy to pass uh, to overcome the thoughts of our past misdeeds when God has promised to set us beyond them. Many times we're still caught up in our guilt. Jacob knows what he had done to Esau. There had been a struggle between them two since birth. But Jacob was pulling on his heel of his feet when he came out when they were born. Uh, so there's always been a struggle between them. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the break of the day. Uh, the solitude had this advantage, so Jacob was left alone. It is in solitude where we can meditate on the issues of hand. Uh, we can give that situation his, his proper thought. And it's a time for us to meditate with God. So uh, that gave Jacob an opportunity to really uh, access his life. It is in solitude that we are removed from our outside distraction. Uh, no one is demanding our time. No one is, is uh, interrupting us. We can devote everything we have to God. Uh so it's, it's not the solitude now that gives us our peace. Uh, it's God that gives us the peace through solitude. And there wrestled with him a man until the break of day. Some people might think that uh, the encounter was mentally, but uh, there's nothing to to support that. Uh, the, the realization is that he literally wrestled with God in the form of a man. God could have immediately defeated Jacob in this wrestling match. Of course, Jacob was not uh, uh, in any way able to, to match him, but he did not because he wanted to show Jacob that he could, not, he could not win regardless of how much human strength he had. Uh, but Jacob had to be, as many of us have to do, had to be broken to prove to him that God is more than sufficient to handle all our cases. Uh, our fights as Christians are not with flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, our battle as Christians are spiritual and not physical. We could not win uh, spiritual battles fighting them as though they were physical. We could never win uh, spiritual battles when we think they're telling somebody off, uh, we'll get them to stop doing whatever they're doing. We must fight them spiritually. So that's what uh, God is trying to get Jacob to see. Uh, verse 25 says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the inner hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Uh, so, however you might want to look at the man, the, the Israel of, of God, the pre-incarnated Christ by choice, uh, was wrestling with with Jacob. 
So God did not defeat Jacob's faith, but rather he strengthened it. When when he saw that he prevailed not against him. Uh, so let us not think that Jacob's strength equals that of God. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ taking on the form of man and wrestling with Jacob did not intend to cast uh, off Jacob or throw him to the ground or to cause Jacob to desist to leave off uh, wrestling with him. But it was a, a physical uh, battle in that uh, they was going through some things. In other words, God was teaching him some things. And when we go through some things, many times it is a battle. He intended to uh, strengthen Jacob's faith to fight in future battles, but not by by the might of his old self, but by the new new way of Jacob. In other words, you're you're not going to fight Esau with bow and arrows, but you're going to fight him through your prayers and and your faith in God. And he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. So anyone that has a groin or hip injury knows that the pain and loss of strength these injuries inflict upon us. This touch by the Lord Jesus Christ in the hollow of Jacob's thigh caused his hip bone to be knocked out of socket. It is intended to show Jacob and us what God could do. Uh, Jesus created us, so He knows all our weaknesses. He 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 knows where our strength is, so He knows exactly what 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 He needed to do to to get Jacob's attention. And He said, "Let us go." Let He said, "Let me go," for the break of day, as He said, "I will not let thee go except thy bless me." It is here that God wants to teach us and is teaching us how to win. In other words, uh, he said, let me go for the day breaking. The reason why Jesus asked Jacob to let him go is because uh, he had accomplished everything that he had accomplished. Uh, he, He needed to get Jacob to understand about what God was trying to do in his life. And he had completed that. And so there's no reason for them to keep uh, going through this. And also during the night, the people had slept. But this is a personal thing between Jacob and God, or Jesus. And, and, and when they daybreak, the, the other people are going to wake up and see this. And, and, and not many not understand what was going on, but it was going to make it not just Jacob's issue, but everybody else's issue also. So at the break of day, he said, it's time to end this thing. And he said, I would not let thee go except thou bless me. Jacob could not stand on his own. So he held on to Jesus in order to be able to stand. Uh, Jacob now knew that he could not defeat Jesus. He realized that he had to lean and depend on him. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus for everything. So we see in this lesson that w- w- when we submit ourselves and humbly uh, uh, submit ourselves to God, he will elevate us. 
it is in our defeat that we become victors. It is having our self-will broken that our faith is made perfect. It is in losing sight of our self-will that we become obedient servants of God. Uh, it is in our broken state that God can lift us up. So he sent J- J- Jacob through the uh, test ordeal that, that, that he uh, sent him through in the wrestling that they're going through. But in all of this, he's trying to uh, strengthen Jacob that so Jacob can be the man that he wants him to be. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. So Jesus probed into the heart of Jacob, and he said unto him, what is thy name? The question is not, is not seeking information, but we know that Jesus knows who he is. But but to bring a special attention to Jacob's understanding of himself. In other words, uh, the experience that you went, went through uh, is, a, is a changing experience. Not only did it change your uh, your your character, but it also is 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 a, in many times it, it it in that in that uh, type of setting it changed your name also because Abram became Abraham and he went through a similar situation. God changed him because of his faith in him. Jacob thinks of himself uh, in that old man. Jacob is still thinking that he is Jacob. So that's the name he replied and gives Jesus the name that his parents gave him. He is still thinking of himself uh, as he was before, the, the, the hill snatcher, the supplanter, the trickster. Uh, uh, Jacob knew that he was different, but had no idea of what it meant. In other words, he had not realized uh, the change that had taken place in him. And verse 28 said, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thy power with God and with men and has prevailed. And he said, thy name shall uh, no more be Jacob. So it is customary, as I just talked about with Abraham. And in that day, when God uh, uh, brought about a divine work in a man, that he changed his name to match his new character. Same way he did with with, with uh, uh, the apostle Paul. Paul, when he went when he worked with Paul, he was he was Saul at first, and then he became Paul. So he he, he worked a, a, a blessing within in uh, Jacob, and now he is Israel. Uh, the blessing Jesus bestowed upon Jacob come by way of first changing the nature of Jacob from the old man into the new man. In other words, we, we had, he had to be born again. Uh, and, and, and one another way of putting it. So Jesus restored his ability to stand so that he could do the work of Christ in the strength of Christ. And secondly, the blessing included changing from his name from Jacob to Israel. He was no longer the hill grabber, but he was now the prince of God. And the blessing included a reminder of the perfect work of Christ and changing Jacob's relationship uh, with him on a permanent and everlasting basis. So he, he and sent him through a, a whole lot of uh, uh, 
transformation. In other words, be you not conformed, but be you transformed by renewing of, of the spirit. For as a prince has died power with God and with men and has prevailed. So he's letting him know that these things that I have put on you give you power to deal with uh, man a whole lot different than you did before. Uh, when, when, when God comes into the heart of man, he is no longer the same. Uh, so he challenged, changed his name, but his heart has been changed too. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, what force is it that thou hast asked after my name? And he blessed him there. So now uh, Jacob asked him and tell, to tell him, I pray thee, thy name. But when you think of the... Uh, when you think of the term that, that Jacob is asking him in terms of the Old Testament, and that's one of the reasons that I believe this is the Lord Jesus Christ, is that in the Old Testament, Jesus is concealed. In the New Testament, Jesus is revealed. So Jesus does not tell him his name. And he does not need to know uh, his name in, in that sense, only that he is it is God working within him. So to, to separate the father and the son is not necessary here because, again, in the Old Testament, Jesus is concealed. He's there, but it's, many times we don't understand his presence. Uh, they didn't understand his presence. We can see it now more than they could see it then. Wherefore, says thou ask me my name. Jesus is letting him know it's not important that you know who I am. Just know that I am, a better way of saying it is what God tells Moses, just know that I am that I am. Uh, and then uh, verse 30 says, and Jacob called the name of the place Penel, Penelis, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Uh, Benel means the face of God. The name Israel gives the place where uh, he sees the Lord face to face. Says there's a moment for generation to come. But what Jesus, what Jacob or Israel has seen here is the uh, manifestation of God in the flesh. For if he had seen him in his glory, Moses saw him a glimpse of him in his glory. And Moses was shamed that's where you could hard for him to look on. They was the reason they talked about Moses a globe. Uh, so we cannot look on him in our sinful state. So Jesus uh, is uh, Israel is seeing Jesus in his and his in a, in a manifest stage of a man in the flesh, but not in his glory. And my life was preserved. Uh, Jacob or Israel realized that he was wrestling with someone of superior power. Uh, because he is still alive, he says, and my life is preserved. Uh, he knows that his life was spared, for he knows he didn't have any kind of power to deal with uh, who he was wrestling with. And he passed over, Penel, the, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon the thigh. 
uh, and he passed over from there. God's favor shining upon Israel as a token of the Son of Righteousness coming up upon him with healing in his wings. Uh, I think Malachi 4 and 2 states it, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the star. So Jacob or Israel has realized that this transformation that happened in his life is very traumatic and it is a blessing upon him. Uh, and he halted upon his thigh. Uh, Jacob's life before Christ was a life described in the, uh, in the symbol of his thighs being out of joint. He had no strength within himself to restore himself to good health. His condition was one of hopelessness, as man in sin is one of hopelessness. Uh, the flight of lost man is the same way. The only hope of everlasting overcoming uh, this condition is that uh, the miracle of Jesus Christ, where he brought us out of our sinful state and into a new life. Therefore, the shearing of Israel did not eat shooting with shink, which is upon the hollow of the thigh until this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the shinu that shink. Uh, and to get into all of what they're talking about, uh, I'm not that familiar with the customs of that. Uh, but I don't know anywhere where uh, the prices they are pricing has, 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 has ever been uh, said that they had to do because of anything that Moses or, or, or God has. Uh, but that is something that Israelis evidently deals with. But I'm not familiar with that custom. What... Uh, this lesson God wants us to see that the necessity of coming to an end of, of ourselves. In other words, uh, quit putting yourself, uh, but dealing with the will of God. God doesn't change our self-reliance to becoming a submissive child of his. When Jesus comes into our heart, he changes us for the better. We are no longer to walk in the power of the old man. For we are a new creature in Christ. As a new creature, we are to walk in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's basically what I have for this lesson. Comments from anybody? Well, I thank you, Will said, and uh, on tonight, thank you, uh, Mr. Wade, and Mr. talking know about this wrestling through the night and then it was a blessing in the struggle you know sometimes as we all say that you had to go through something in order to get what god has for you so and sometimes we don't understand why we're struggling why we're going through these things but nevertheless god will provide for you I really appreciate the way how you covered, you know, Jacob and how, you know, 
navigate his situation and uh, in spite of all the, the things that he didn't do right in his life, God still worked things out. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful that, that, you know, God has a plan and uh, is able to work things out on our behalf even if we don't always get it right. All right. All right. Is there anything else? You can wait. You got anything else? No, sir. All right. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you for sharing with us. Each and every one that shared with us on tonight. Thank God for uh, preserving uh, in times of difficulty. And that time is right now. If there's nothing else we're getting ready to dismiss from this setting on tonight, if the Lord's will, we'll be in setting on Sunday morning. Uh, celebrating, uh, thank God for Sister Shepherd all those years. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for life, health, and strength. Thank you for this lesson. Thank you for the teacher that taught this lesson on tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the students that was taught on tonight. And we pray to God that some was said on tonight that would impact our lives and, and we can go stronger in your word. Father God, we ask you bless, heal, and deliver. Now may the grace of God sweet me with the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with hence now and forevermore. Shall we all say amen? Amen. Amen. Love all of you. See you someday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash Walnut Grove Giving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.